0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Today's news-driven day. It's not one of the best doves. It's not going to age well because tomorrow the news can change. The headlines aren't pretty. Dow drops 350. That's not a good feeling. Continues this month's slide on trade war fears. But wait. There's more. The 10-year treasury yield falls to its lowest level since 2017 as traders prepare for a long trade battle. 10-year treasury to me is a gauge of fear. And expectations on the economy. And a couple other things. I'm probably, I summed it up too simply. But kind of like it when it's lower i kind of don't like it when you're yielding 2.33 percent that's no bueno it's telling you that the economy is not chugging it's telling me it's not rock and rolling so it tells me that there's a disagreement going on between washington and beijing and it's worsened after UK-based semiconductor designer Arm Holdings said it has suspended business with Huawei to comply with U.S. blacklisting of the telecom company, Panasonic, Vodafone, BT Group have all adjusted their businesses to comply with U.S. stipulations. Whoa! China is taking a stronger stand in its rhetoric towards the United States. Quote. If the U.S. would like to keep on negotiating, it should, with sincerity, adjust its wrong actions. Only then can talks continue. I don't see Trump as the kind of guy to say, Oh yeah, I threatened you, I took action, and now I'm going to take that action back. I don't see it. I don't think he's surrounded with people with calmer heads. I think they're kind of dug in. It's weird because we've kind of grown up with presidents who are surrounding themselves with you know, calmer, calmer heads. It is what it is. I'm not going to stress. I'm going to say this isn't the best month. Still, we've had a nice, nice stock market. At some point in time, the bull market of the trend going up will end some point in time our economy of gdp growing will snap and hit a recession and those aren't bad things it's not like your child has come home from college and said oh mom dad i've got tattoos from my head to my toes i'm dropping out of college it's not that bad but there's some tension going on I'm not necessarily one to really like politics, either left side, right side. I kind of like moderation and moderation. You know what I'm saying? Nancy Pelosi snapped at Kellyanne Conway in probably one of the funniest um, snapbacks I've heard in a long time. So... Trump had a bad day yesterday and he stormed out of the white house and it looked like he was having a hissy fit about, he wants the Democrats to call off the dogs on investigations into his financing. financing. Wrong. So Nancy Pelosi gets out and somehow somehow Kellyanne Conway gets into a conversation with her. Nancy Pelosi says, I don't talk to staff. I, I love that. I slightly love that snap. Um, I don't know The political theater is getting entertaining again If you know what I'm saying It's almost uh, as if we need A Broadway show about it Oh yeah, we have plenty of Broadway shows China says trade talks can't continue Nancy Pelosi snaps at Killian Conway Tesla drops again Hey, I hate to say that I was right It's just it's I don't like companies that hemorrhage cash I've got a friend whose cat is hemorrhaging blood. It ain't long for this world. Hemorrhaging is bad. We're seeing that a growing number of Chinese consumers are switching from Apple's iPhone. I don't know how how true that story is. We've seen that one before. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Huawei isn't telling Americans the truth about China government ties. There's a lot of negative headlines out there today. And it's almost like, quick, quick, put on your uh, uh, blindfold. You're not allowed to look at this. If you look at it, you'll die. You'll see the ultimate evil. Okay. I'm with it kind of thing. Trump administration is giving a $16 billion bailout to farmers hurt by the trade war. We kind of knew that was coming. So that's what we kind of got going on out there right now. Don't know if it's worthy of throwing it out there, but that's what we got going on right now. There's other stories, but these feel small in comparison. Amazon is offering people $25 gift cards in exchange for taking 3D scans of their bodies. When not you want to buy a pair of jeans that fits oh so right? Or a shirt that hangs just perfectly? Amazon's willing to give you a $25 gift voucher if you get 3D body scanned. So they're inviting Sweet. people to, go to New York offices to have the shape and size of their body scanned. Amazon will take the height and weight measurements of participants along with 3D scans, photos, and videos of their bodies while they're fully clothed in form-fitting clothing or swimwear. Take part, consumers need to sign up online. That's kind of a cool future, in my opinion, body scanning. Um, Nike's got an app out now that you can, I guess, I, I've not used it, but I'm going to use it in the next 48 hours. So I started running again. Oh, that feels so good. And uh, I need some new shoes. So Nike has an app out now where you can take a picture of feet. Your feet! And uh, it'll size the shoes more correctly for you. Because you may not know you're an extra wide or a wide or skinny. You may not know you're long or tall. or may not know that you have a hammer toe that sticks out longer than your th- uh, thumb toe. Which, for the record... I have regular dreams about cutting off toes that, like, are a little misshapen. Don't know what that's about. If anyone has an answer, let me know. It's always funny because when I cut off the extra length of the toe, I store it somewhere, like, somewhere gross. Like in the Ow. kitchen. I'm like, oh, that's where I put my extra toe length. I played soccer and my feet were mangled. Mangled with cleats. Stock market's getting stuck in a trade headline rut stuck in the middle with you NetApp disappointing with its earnings results and guidance there are some earnings out there NetApp it's a company I've never really followed but it's a company I should have followed Boeing 737 Max perhaps still months from being uh, certified so there's some weakness out there ladies and gents selling main go away is is holding true. Last year, not so much. This year, yes. Now, being that it's Thursday, we get the initial jobless claims, for so the week ending May 18th, employment's fine in the United States. So right now in your portfolio, strangely enough, you should look to areas of low volatility. And oddly enough, emerging markets aren't as volatile as the U.S. markets and Asian markets, Chinese markets in particular. Um, You should be looking at uh, domestic U.S. companies. If you're looking not to get caught in the trade headlines, I don't mind it. So I've seen worse, and we will see worse. WWE has a new rival. It's about to make its pay-per-view event. So interesting to note, double or nothing. It's A.E. AEW. It's already built a roster of wrestlers, including former WWE champion Chris Jericho, and it's listed former WWE superstar Cody Rhodes. These are, are what, what captures our eyeballs right now. It's worthy of note. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I update those websites each and every day at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm going to take a little bit of a veer away from the China trade wars. I'll get back to it. Don't panic. We'll get through it. I understand how. I'll tell you. But there's been a study recently about teenagers having less whoopee. And what's interesting out there is it ties into a trend, digitization. I don't know where digitization started in your brain, but for a lot of people, it probably started with Napster and file swapping, file sharing music. What do teens like? Teens like music, right? A lot of teenagers now are dating for months and months and years without ever even meeting face-to-face pretty crazy. For an entire year, we're seeing people talking without meeting each other. It's an online phenomenon that online relationships are blooming. It's reaching a fever pitch of teenage intensity. And it's kind of interesting. Like you think of 1,001 Dalmatians, you think of two dogs eating spaghetti, and there's that physical spaghetti noodle linking them together. Now it's kind of a digital cord linking people together. This does tie into other things, like the electronic health record industry. It's becoming a hot investment play area. It used to be that you had to have a physical x-ray, that you would go to your doctor's office and pick it up, or you wanted your file to go, okay, we'll be back in a minute and go dig up your file. But now doctor's offices and hospitals have switched to digital in mass. That shift has created an entire industry of electronic records and it creates investment opportunity. And as far as I can tell, I could look left and I could look right and I could look over the horizon like Christopher Columbus. I can see new China trade war in this story. Cerner, ticker symbol C E R N, largest publicly traded company. In two thousand nine to twenty fifteen the stock went from ten dollars to seventy dollars. Now, you're saying past performance is not indicative of future results, but electronic health records are a story. They actually have a, an acronym, EHR, EHR. Don't. I'm not going to test you on that one. But incumbency is a big advantage in healthcare records. Being the first mover means you may have the ability to, to hold for a long time. There's Cerner, ticker symbol CERN. There's Next Gen Healthcare NXGN. Doctors still mostly bill on a fee-for-service basis, but insurers and government programs gradually have been moving towards more outcome-based uh, systems that force hospitals to prove that they're actually improving the lives of their patients. Big money. If you know one thing, healthcare has big money attached to it. Cerner won a $10 billion contract last year to develop an EHR system for the Department of Veterans Affairs. I wish I had all my health care records digitally. I know you're saying, but they can be hacked, and if they're hacked, you don't want that. I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't care. Adoption at hospitals has skyrocketed on EHRs to 96% in 2017 from 9% in 2008. And the incumbent has a, an advantage. Dozens of companies offer the services, but two have captured the market share, Cerner and privately held Epic. The third is a company called Allscripts Healthcare Solutions, sticker symbol MDRX. This is not going away. Yesterday, I ran for the first time in a while out in the sun. It was beautiful. It was glorious. I looked at my Apple iWatch, and it was telling me how far I was going and how fast I was going. And then I looked at my rings, and I, I, I did it. I closed all my rings. So Apple has a health record on me. Since Apple has a health record on me, I like it. I'm good with it. Amazon unveiled a product called Amazon Comprehend Medical that analyzes patients' medical records. IBM's Artificial Intelligence Health Group, Watson Health, is also working on EHR. Some big money being thrown into this. Google... They're in the healthcare operation business as well. And they're filing patents on a regular basis. So if you're looking for something that's non-China, I just gave you some really good ideas. Now, the ability to track patient healthcare is a little bit different than health records. There's a company called Evoliant Health, ticker symbol EVH. It's a technology-enabled consulting business. It's one of the most direct ways to invest in the trend. I'm saying consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Otherwise, you are a moron. And I say that lovingly. Every family needs one. My family has one. He drives a white Porsche. <laughs> That's all I need to say. And he hasn't had a real job in about five years. So electronic health records, big trend. I'm going to give you the names one more time. Write them down. Look them up. Track them. Study them. Consultant broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. Cerner, take symbol simple C E R N. NextGen Health N X G N. Then you probably get into some like other areas. Those are the kind of the more pure plays. The MDRX, all Scripps healthcare system. If that's not your liking, then you could get a backdoor with Apple or Amazon, Google. I'm not saying this is appropriate for you. I'm just saying that there's a lot of money in it. It makes a ton of sense um, for a doctor to be able to, you know, look at my chart and say, you know, hey, you've had some red marks on your face for a while. What happened seven months ago? Got a dog. They can maybe look back in my history now and say, you know, you are. It does look like you're allergic to dogs because when you're seven years old, you had the same thing. When I was seven years old. I was playing in a guy's uh, garage, and we were jumping up and down on a dirty old mattress, and there was so much dust in it. Uh, the next day, I wake up, and I can't open my eyes. My eyes got so many allergens in them that they sealed shut. Now, I didn't know this, but all you had to do was put hot water on them, and the pus and goo would, would melt away. Mom takes me to the hospital. Hospital goes, I don't know, I've never seen anything like this before. And I heard the doctor say that in the room next to me. And I thought for the record I was gonna be blind forever. I thought I was gonna be like Sander Bullock. I thought I was gonna have to wear a blindfold, but for different reasons. It would have been nice to know that I have allergies. So the other day, I popped an Allegra, and guess what? My, my dog allergies went away, or my dust allergies, or maybe my year of rain and, and, and mold and mildew went away. I don't know. But it would be nice if someone could put those pieces of the puzzle together for me. And that's where electronic health records, I think, worked nicely. You, could, you know, for doctors to see my blood sugar my whole life, they might have said, you know, you've been pre-diabetic your whole life. You need to carry yourself, Mr. Black. I would have said, sure, I get it. Anyhow and anyway, there is a sector, healthcare, that's not going to have a lot of exposure to China. So when you read the headlines and you freak out, time to freak out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, When you see the 10-year treasury drop, when you see China says we're in a long march, when you see that the U.S. needs to address uh, wrong actions, there's places to hide that, that offer a lot of shade and a lot of comfort. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Lots of content updated Monday through Thursday, sometimes on Friday as well. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. You probably know that I've got a dog, and I've probably named the dog the best dog name ever dogs are expensive first and foremost i want to throw that out i would not recommend a dog until you've started saving for retirement my dog's name is zero one 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 zero zero one one i think it's kind of awesome everyone thinks it's kind of awesome i had a lot of names that i was go for professor purple because i believe that all dogs have an evil character inside of them i could have gone with names like Blood sucker. so when you're at a dog park and you said, Come here, bloodsucker! Every dog flinches with horror. Awesome. People who name their dogs stupid names like Fluffy and like Violet and like, Ugh, it makes me sick. Give me a pilot. Anyhow, in any way, um, I bring that up because sometimes I think it's good to go a little bit off the line. Same thing with investing. One of the things that you have to know about yourself is that there's a behavioral concept with investing. When you check your brokerage statement, when you check your net worth, I've got an app on my phone that links to my certified financial planner at newfocusfinancial.com, a guy named Brad Stacey does the work for me. On the app, every time I log in, it tells them. And I didn't know that, and I'm embarrassed by that because... In reality, I check on positive days a lot more than I check on negative days. I've got a couple concentrated positions in my portfolio. And when I see them move, I'm like, let's see how much Rob is worth. So there's a psychological element that it feels pretty darn good to hit refresh. On down days, don't look as much. People don't like to feel bad. I get it. So the market has been going down for a while like it has in the month of May 2019. You may not want to check, but those are probably the best times to check. I used to be a spreadsheet jockey. Man, I could beat that horse to the finish line like no others. Oh my goodness. Did you watch Real Sports on HBO last night? Or recently? They, they talked about horse racing. How many horses die a year and just how... What a horrible industry that is. Where they're giving these horses painkillers and then they go out and like break their legs. 2,000 horses a year. That's terrible. I... It's terrible. I can no longer support horse racing in any way, shape, or form. What good work HBO did. Now, will HBO, will we see cord cutters come in? You betcha. Oh, you betcha. But it's not going to be as bad as people think because there are still fine quality programs. Anyway, back to the spreadsheet jockey. I could build an Excel spreadsheet from ground up with my eyes closed. Over time, though, when you start looking at your finances on a regular basis, you kind of become a little desensitized, and that's not a good thing. I think on the bad days, you need to know how bad the damage is so you can take corrective action in the future. I don't believe in being an ostrich. I know people who are ostriches. I know people who can't deal with conflict. Um, it doesn't help you get your life better if you can't deal with conflict, whether it be a tough portfolio or a family member who's a little wacky out of their mind, who cries a lot. It's so funny. Me and my kid, uh, we're watching Amazing Race, and there's a woman who cries a lot. i my daughter to see me, live. And we start doing a depression of it because she's unhinged. So... If you were to check your portfolio on a daily basis, there's a chance you would see losses and you might change things up. It's worthy of note that you try to find some sort of temper here. You don't want to check too frequently. You don't want to check too infrequently. But in a bad month, I'm checking in. Market timing's not the answer. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you're seeing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe it's time for a sizable shift to something that makes you more comfortable. You know, I have a dentist who, you know, he's like, oh, you got a little bit of a problem here. I can fix that for you. I can do this or this. And I'm like, just, just do it. Like, make my teeth. I want to hold on to my teeth until the day I die. I don't want dentures. So I don't care if you make them black. I don't care if you put fangs on me. I don't care. Just keep the teeth in. You don't want to be willfully ignorant, especially in the bad months. There was a period of time in 2000-2002 when people were still getting paper statements that I know people weren't opening their brokerage statements. You got to get over that. Being a capital markets guy, being a guy who looks at investing, I've always been very leery of situations in which it's difficult to get money in and out of an investment. I don't like hard money. Maybe you have a rental house or maybe you bought like a laundromat or a gas station. There's been months or quarters where that hasn't exactly worked out for you. Your rental house, maybe there's been a year where you haven't used it at all. You haven't escaped. But in that one year that you do, maybe it all becomes worth it. It's up to you to understand the behaviors that you get out of your finances. I can't do it for you. I'd love to but I can't. Let's shift to Uber and Lyft ever so quickly. Uber and Lyft, we've talked on and off about for the last probably 60 days pretty aggressively. Lyft's short didn't do, Lyft's stock didn't do well the short term after it IPO'd. There's a report that investors have found a loophole now that have allowed them to use some sort of hedging product that you know they're able to limit their downside. Typically with IPOs, it's tough to do until there's enough of a float that you can start shorting it. So I feel like Lyft and Uber, I'm not going to say they conned us, but Lyft already has lawsuits thrown against it saying like, you know, some of the metrics you, looked at, you threw out there is public disclosure. You're not allowed to lie. You got to disclose this stuff are a little bit on the wonky side. After an IPO comes out, I want to wait 180 days, if possible, to see where the company's standing. That's where enough of the insiders have sold out that it could become interesting to me. Up until that point, I feel like I'm giving the insiders, here's money, you can take it and leave the company. That bothers me a bit. And I feel like Lyft and Uber are examples of what's wrong with the Wall Street Wall Street has a bit of a problem on its hands with PR and the fact that some people think it's rigged. And I think in the case of Lyft and Uber, it kind of is. These companies stayed public, private for a very long time. They stayed private for a very, very long time. They kept letting shareholders in, kept letting shareholders in, investors in, investors in. They didn't open to the public until all the growth is gone from the companies. And now they're like, how are they going to deal with growth in the future? I'm making a broad statement there. I'm not saying anything negative about I'm not saying anything permanently negative about the company. But I do have a bit of a problem with the way I'm seeing it play out. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Target had a phenomenally good quarter. And one of the things that they said is we've been buying a lot of goods before the terror set. Nice work. Sure we have, we have them now. The Trump administration and the whole tariff war—it's messy. The Trump administration increased tariffs on 200 billion dollars of Chinese imports from 10 percent to 25 percent. They threatened to add a 25 percent tariff on the majority of the rest of the 325 billion. Target's been able to manage through last year's tariffs with minimal impact, but going forward, they bought a lot of goods. It's an interesting strategy. Let's see if we can ride out three to six months of trade war and hopefully they settle at some point in time or during those three to six months, we're gonna scramble our heinies off to find other companies, other countries that can make and produce our product for us. If Walmart raises prices, that's gonna give companies like Target and Amazon a little bit of leeway If suppliers feel pressure, retailers will feel some pressure, and consumers will feel some pressure. It's not as finite as you think, and that's kind of what I'm getting at with this whole segment. Elsewhere in the news, this makes me want to vomit, Donald Trump's golf habit has already cost taxpayers at least $102 million in extra travel and security expenses. And next month, it's going to achieve a new milestone, a seven-figure presidential visit to another country so he can play at his own golf course. First and foremost, I hate golf. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But the idea that taxpayers are paying all this so someone can go hit a golf ball uh, on grass. No, 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 no. Taxpayers have spent $81 million for the president's two dozen trips to Florida. They've spent $17 million for his 15 trips to New Jersey. They've spent another million so he could visit his resort in Los Angeles, and at least $3 million for his two days in Scotland last summer. Huge. Huge. Um, there's so much money that our government just doesn't do well, right? And that that's a pretty good example of... Taxes don't necessarily equal good things, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Tesla continues its downward spiral. Interesting note, when it gets bad, it gets bad, and it stays bad. It's This has been a long run of negative days on Tesla. Be very cautious on that one. Uh, they're losing money. But there's also a kind of a an evangelical feel for, at some point in time, we believe... 100% of cars on the road will be electric. They have to get to that sweet spot. They're not at it now. Will they survive long enough? I don't not Not with the cash they have. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm a big fan of Matt and Kem. Not sure why, but I am. Whether it's the song Hey Now or Daylight or Block After Block or Let's Go or Yeah Yeah. I don't know all their songs, but I know enough of them. And what I can tell you is uh, I like it. It's not I don't like classic rock. I got a friend who did painting and like every now and then like during a period of time would like paint my house or paint a room. He was like, put it on the classic rock station. I gotta break that one, dude. Talking about breaking the wheel. Sometimes you gotta break the wheel, right, Daenerys? Okay. (laughs) That's Game of Thrones reference. That was probably missed by most of you. But speaking of Game of Thrones and HBO, 20% of HBO Now subscribers said they will cancel if a specific program ended, which means terrible news after the finale of Game of Thrones. But the reality is not that. A lot of analysts have looked at it and they they say that it's overstated the level of cancellations while Game of Thrones may be a driver for subscriptions it's not necessarily immediate losses of that subscription revenue after the season finishes a lot of people thought the same thing would happen when Sopranos ended which I think was the greatest show of all time on HBO Game of Thrones is pretty good and I'll be honest with you at this point in time Let's stop about the ending. Let's just say it wasn't perfect and let's move on with our lives. Because in the end, it's a freaking TV show. It's like sharks with lasers. It's kind of awesome in its own way, but then it's just a TV show. So don't make a lot of assumptions. The assumption that you make incorrectly is that people will cancel, but not that people will sign up. So... That's out there. The thing that people hate the most is price hikes. In 2016, Netflix raised its prices. Forty-one percent of people who were surveyed. Survey says that they would accept no price hikes. Nine! Nine, nine, nine! Which basically is loud German crazy person. No. UBS estimated that only 3 to 4% of those affected would actually change, though. People complain, they moan, they groan, and they don't do it. I've talked about cutting HBO now that Game of Thrones is over. And then I go, yeah. You know, I only watch one or two movies a month, or one or two... And last night, I I got sucked up in that... uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, which I think is honestly one of the best TV shows uh, because it has nothing to do with sports. It has to do with life stories that happen within the sports world. They've got a formula that I think is just awesome. And on occasion, they miss a story, and it's, it's bad. But more often than not, they're good. So HBO's got content ranging from Westworld and Chernobyl to Barry to Silicon Valley. I still like Silicon Valley. When you see your own community mocked on a national level, it's pretty darn funny. When you see a venture capitalist and he looking shock and horror when a monkey is being tested for artificial intelligence or something, and he picks up his poop and throws it at him, you giggle. You giggle. You're with me against me because you got to pick a side. This is a civil war. So the markets are not reacting terribly well to the trade war, and I think this is a, a good time to say, let's take a look at the portfolio. You know, you can only get so much negativity from China's Commerce Ministry spokesperson. You can only get so much negative from Mike Pompeo with his assertions and wowie. Wowie, wowie, wee. Um, wow, I just don't even wow, like saying wow, the name. Wow. wow. Thank you. Thank you. That's actually our sound effect for kind of sexual innuendo. And oddly enough, it's close enough to the Chinese company named Huawei. So it's neither here nor there. But the news there is just glaringly, shockingly bad right now. The headline news is it's no good. But that's where opportunity knocks. I once uh, lost a job in media. And first thing I said to myself, when... A door opens, or a door closes, a window opens, or a window closes, a door opens. Like, there's a back door somewhere, right? Best Buy has kept its full year of Best Buy buys a lot of stuff from China. That could be a problem. The biggest company that has the biggest exposure to China, in my opinion, of problems is Apple. I own shares of Apple. I don't own shares of Best Buy. Best Buy was once left for dead because oh, people go to Best Buy and take a look at a TV, and then they order it on Amazon. It'll bring straight straight to the t- their home. Turns out that 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 assumption was a little bit on the wrong side. Now I don't like Best Buy for a different reason. It's too big. When you go in them, you're like, why do they have electronic electric bikes over there? And why do they have washing and dryers? And like, it feels like it's a warehouse. You know that 2001 Space Odyssey. At the end, when uh, the guy goes in and he sees just this huge cavernous monolithic cavern of 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 content of items, You're like dun 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 dun, and um, it's all about cavemen hitting keyboards. Did you know IBM was the story of 2001? In my opinion, the main computer that talks to the protagonist and I would say the antagonist to the computer, is named Hal. And it reflected a, a time in literature, a time in society. Literature reflects society. Where Hal was actually IBM, one letter shifted back, so I became H, B became A, and became L. I love literature, because it does capture moments. Um, you know, the, vampire books dracula books are all about turning your back on religion is it a good idea is it a bad idea frankenstein is all about you know um transplants and, and keeping our bodies alive longer longer than what they were meant to be and how society you know does like that or doesn't like that dr jekyll and mr hyde was all about the pharmaceutical industry where we could drink potions to make ourselves better but there's side effects Literature is a great, great uh, run-through for what's happening in society. The one that makes no sense, though, was the American psycho. America introduced psycho to the world as a monster, and it was just crazy, and it made no sense, and you couldn't really rationalize why was it there. It kind of feels like where we are in the stock market right now. It's a little psycho. Find areas that have no exposure to China. There, You'll find them. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Three star general Michael J.
0: Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. <laughs>